ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, thanks for joining me on this episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. I know the past couple episodes have been some very deep content. So I'm going to take a break from some of that and just have kind of a lighthearted topic today that I want to talk to you about. And that is a morning basket. So um, if you're kind of in the homeschool community, you might have heard about having a morning basket to go through with your kids. This isn't just for homeschool families, though. I think this is a great idea no matter what education you choose for your kids, really no matter what age your kids are. You can tailor this morning basket to be whatever you want for your family. Um, Let me just kind of tell you what it is, and then I'll kind of tell you a little bit about what it is not, and then I'll tell you how we have used it in our family. So basically, a morning basket is just... A basket or a box or whatever organizational type thing you want to use that you just fill with whatever you want to put in it. Um, Obviously, books are kind of key. Um, Ours kind of has a mix of different things, but these are just something that you kind of work through um, every day with your kids. Doesn't have to be every day. Um, it can be for five minutes. It can be for fifteen minutes. It can be for an hour. You make this work for you. Um, but it's just kind of something to have all your resources together in one central location. That if you have you know ten minutes before you got to rush out the door in the morning, dropping the kids off at school, you can grab your morning basket. If you're wrapping up breakfast and you want to kind of transition into your homeschool day, um, grab your morning basket. If you want to use your morning basket and it's not morning, totally fine. You can pull it out in the afternoon when your kids get home from school or in between music lessons or at night before they go to bed. Pull it out. But this is a great kind of something to just bring the family together and just to work through different things. Now, I haven't shared too much about this on the podcast. It is coming more in future episodes because it is something I'm super passionate about, but that is reading. I cannot stress the importance of reading, and that's not just reading yourself. Um, I do a lot, a lot of reading, um, but reading to your kids, reading aloud to your kids, and you might think, okay, whoa, my kids are all above the age of five. We don't read aloud anymore. They can read on their own, so we don't read aloud as a family. Um, that's fine. It's important the kids read on their own. May I encourage you to do a little research, do some digging, and find out how important it is to read aloud to your kids no matter what age. I'm even talking like teenagers. You can read aloud to your teenagers. There is something about reading aloud that pauses all of life and brings you together and knits your heart together in special ways. I've loved doing with this with my kids. Um, if we're having a crazy, chaotic morning, you know, there's arguing, there's complaining, there's fighting. Mommy just can't seem to get the day rolling. 
read aloud. Bring them all together. Climb in mommy's lap for 10 minutes even. We're just going to sit and we're going to read aloud. It changes the course of the day. You would be mind blown. Um, so there's almost any situation you might face in your day. Try reading aloud. It might you might be surprised at how it will change um, the course and the direction of the home if things are going a little haywire. But we we love reading aloud. Um, I don't even remember where I was tracking with how I got off on my read aloud tangent. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm just going to jump right back in with, so the morning basket, um, and the importance of reading to your kids. So we, we love to read as a family. We are a homeschool family, which I know lots of you have asked for episodes on homeschool, what we do, why we do it. Um, that is also coming as well very soon, but, um, we are a homeschool family. So we I'll tell you how we have kind of implemented this morning basket in our home. And it, like I said, it doesn't always look the same. It's not always in the morning. It, you know, it's just whenever. It's not always. Currently, I have my basket with my books and a few different little learning resources. A couple different things I'll go through in a minute. I have all of that on the bookshelf right beside my rocking chair. So our living room is kind of weird. I'll try to give you a mental picture. Um... It's a huge, huge open room. So we've divided it to where the kind of the front half, when you walk in the door, the front half is kind of the actual like living room area. So our couch is in the middle of the room. And then behind the couch in the corner is like our kid nook. So you can't really see it when you walk in. The couch hides it, which is amazing. I can have company over and not feel embarrassed that it's an absolute catastrophe behind the couch because you can't really see it unless you walk past the couch. But anyway, um, but we just have, I have a big rug there. We have some toy boxes. One is full of dress up stuff, which my kids live in dress up clothes. When we have different toys, we have like our little play kitchen there, but our favorite, our highlight of our kids corner is this bookshelf and it is just loaded with books. Mommy's rocking chair is right beside the bookshelf, which was a revolutionary thing. I used to keep the rocking chair in whichever room had the baby. Um, but then I just found now that I have three kids, I rarely nurse her and rock her in like a quiet nursery bedroom. We don't even really have a nursery. She's in a pack and play in our bedroom. Anyway, I digress. Um, but it was just, it was awesome when I thought, Hey, I spend most of my time reading to the kids or playing with them in the kids' corner. I'm going to move my rocking chair out there. So I did that, and I thought, perfect spot for the morning basket right beside my rocking chair on top of that bookshelf. It's easy to grab. There are some days, though, when it's beautiful outside. We grab a blanket, and we go do afternoon basket outside in the sunshine. Um, So make it work for your family. But I love having something easy and quick to grab with different books that we're working through, different um, things that we're going through with our kids that is just there, handy and accessible, and we can go through it. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about what is in our morning basket. And I'm actually, for those of you that follow me on Instagram, and if you don't, you can find me at no higher calling underscore. I'm going to do, I did this a few weeks ago, but I'm going to redo it again. I'm going to give you a little glimpse of our morning basket what we're using, different resources, and I'll put all that in my highlights reel. I'm also going to do a blog post that I will post in the show notes with links to these different resources because 
we've loved them. I'm sure there's other homes that would love them. Now, this morning basket is tailored perfectly for my kids right now. So if you have older kids or middle schoolers or high schoolers, they're not going to be interested in this morning basket. But you figure out what your kids would enjoy. Um, There are a couple core elements of things that I want in my morning basket that really you can use whatever age. And one is some type of family devotional type thing that we're going through. This actually for us does not happen with morning basket time. We just keep it together for easy access. Um, But our family devotional time, we actually do in the morning during breakfast. So daddy and I, or daddy and I go through that with our kiddos um, at breakfast, but I keep it in the morning basket because like I said, it's easy to grab. And sometimes I pull that back out and reinforce that with the kids. So I would encourage you to have some type of devotional. Um, We also have just a little slimline Bible in there that we use for scripture memory. So usually scripture memory, daddy does another little devotional time with the kids before bed. And that's just daddy. Mommy uses that time to nurse the baby or clean the kitchen or whatever. Um, but daddy also like hardcore works on scripture memory during that time with them. But we also work on, you know, the scripture memory throughout the day. I find myself working on it more because I have the Bible so handy because it's just right there with our morning basket time. Hey, we have a few minutes transitioning between this and that, or before we go somewhere, let's just pull out our Bible. Right now we're working on Ephesians 6 with Eden and Knox. We're we're learning about the armor of God. So um, it's just super handy. So we have kind of like a family devotional, Bible, scripture, memory. We have a biography. Now my kids are four, two and a half, and nine months. So we haven't delved too much into the biography. I actually have the Christian heroes then and now. Elizabeth Elliot is the one that is currently in our morning basket. I've read a couple chapters with my daughter. Um, It definitely doesn't hold Knox's attention. Eden kind of tracks. It doesn't have a lot of pictures, so she gets um, tired of it quick. But hey, even if we just go through it, a page at a time, I still am enjoying sharing with her um, these different Christian heroes. So I'd encourage you, especially if you have kids that are a little bit older, definitely include a biography. Um, I'd encourage you to include like a secular biography and also a biography of a hero of the faith. Um, Then we have a poetry book. And we love going through poems. Sometimes we'll have a little poetry tea time when we do our poem, uh, if we pull that out in the afternoon. Um, But I'd encourage you. I I love poetry. My husband, not so much a fan, but poems are fun. Um, And I love memorizing poems with Eden. We've had a lot of fun. We just recently learned um, All Things Bright and Beautiful by Cecil Francis Alexander. And that was so much fun to learn that together. Um, But... A poetry book is great to have on hand. We have a little songbook. So it's not a hymnal. It's just like a little spiral bound. Um, It's got hymns in it, but it also has some other songs. But I'm currently working on teaching my kids some of the great hymns of the faith. So we work through that. Um, Because I have little ones, we also have shaker eggs in there, which if you don't know what that is, it's like a little wooden painted egg that rattles. Um, So we use that to kind of learn rhythm. We shake that as we sing our songs. So they they have so much fun with that. We love our shaker eggs. Um... And then we try to have just kind of like an informational type book that we're reading through. 
and then just kind of like a fun storybook that we're reading through. So those would be kind of like the broad categories of what I personally would encourage to have in a morning basket. There again, I say you you can branch out, do whatever works for your family. For a while, we had um, a book with different art concepts in there that we just kind of hit the highlights of, um, you know, different paintings and things like that. So we were going through that for a little bit. It was a little bit above Eden's head. Um, It was very art detailed. So we kind of put that on hold. Some of that is to come in the future years. Um, But I am going to go back through all of that and just share a little more in depth of what books kind of we're going through right now, just to give you an idea. um, If you are in the kind of kindergarten, preschool, toddler years, um, these have been some awesome resources that we are going through. So for our devotional time, we are going through our 24 Family Ways by Clay Clarkson. Um, I'm not going to delve super deep into this. I really need to do a whole podcast episode talking about this because this book is awesome. But they, so if you're familiar at all with Sally Clarkson, she talks a lot about kind of this idea of creating a home culture, creating, um, just key things that, hey, these, this is the Clarkson way. This is how our family works. And I like that idea. This is the Brazzle way. We do this because we're Brazzles. Um, And even deeper than that, we do this because we're followers of Jesus Christ. And as a family, it is important to us to follow the truths that Christ has put in scripture. So this book just divides it up into six categories for these different ways. Um, So they have 24 family ways concerning authorities, relationships, possessions, work, attitudes, and choices. And under each one, there are four ways. So concerning authorities, they just have these four little statements. We love and obey our Lord Jesus Christ with wholehearted devotion. We read the Bible and pray to God every day with an open heart. We honor and obey our parents and the Lord with a respectful attitude. We listen to correction and accept discipline with a submissive spirit. And then as you go through the book, it takes each one of those family ways and it gives a lot of scripture that you can use to teach the principle behind that little statement. So instead of just we love and obey our Lord Jesus Christ with wholehearted devotion, we do um, encourage our kids to memorize these specific ways. But beyond that, we love delving deep into the scripture of this is how Jesus taught this or this is why the Bible says that we should do this. Um, so it has lots of good discussion stuff, lots of prayer points if you want to kind of pray through these different things. But we've loved doing that with our kids. And it's been neat as we are learning these family ways, as things come up in just daily parenting, I find myself quickly turning and saying, hey, 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 wait, we don't do it that way. We don't do it like that. We do this. Like we're currently working through relationships. So, you know, I have a four-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. There's bickering. There's arguing. um, There's sometimes not sharing. And there's times where I say, hey, no, no, we love one another. Treating others with kindness, gentleness, and respect. That's one of the family ways. And they know that. They remember, ah, yes, we did a lot of Bible study on why we treat others with kindness, gentleness, and respect. God has commanded that. As our kids get older, We want to branch a little more into memorizing a lot of the scripture behind these. We read the scripture. We go through that with them. Um, But we're doing some other scripture memory. And it's just we 
we couldn't really move very quickly through these family ways if we tried to teach all the scripture that's listed. So right now we're just really focusing on kind of teaching just the little rote, this is the way, um, and then encouraging them with the scripture behind it. But as they get older, we do want to go through it again and implement more heavily, okay, this is our family way. We love and obey our Lord Jesus Christ with wholehearted devotion. And these are the scriptures that go with that. Um, but that's what we're doing for um, Bible time. Let's see. Um, biography. So I mentioned we're going through the Christian heroes then and now with Elizabeth Elliot. Um, that's just kind of that's kind of a work in progress. It's going to take us a long time to get through that one. But it is so important to me to... Um, to teach my kids about the Christian heroes of our faith, the people that have forsaken the world and have just surrendered their all to Christ and followed him and to see how he has blessed and used their lives. So that's our biography. Um, Then we have poetry. So we have the um, read aloud poems, 120 of the world's best love poems for parent and child to share, edited by Gloria Hale. Um, That just has a huge variety of different um, poetry, some really well known, some I wasn't so um, aware of, but we have fun just going through a couple of those at a time. Currently, we are doing Gather Around Homeschool. Eden is in kindergarten. She's getting ready to start the At the Pond um, section of the kindergarten. Her next nine-week segment is about the pond. Um, So we have this fun book from Usborne Books that is Otters, Snails, and Tadpole Tales, Poems from the Wetlands. And I just threw this in our morning basket actually today because we are soon to start at the pond. And this will just be um, fun to go through kind of to reinforce different um, water animals, different things that you would find at the pond in the water um, as we go through our poetry. So I'm excited about that book. Then we, I think I said music was the next one. So we, I talked about the little songbook that we go through. So, um, we sing a lot of like fun kid Bible songs. A lot of the ones that they do in Sunday school, the ones that they're learning at church, but I really want them to start learning the great hymns of the faith because they are so packed full of doctrine. And if you've heard me talk much on this podcast, if you've kind of listened up until this point, I've mentioned several times the importance that songs have played in my life, the truths in those songs, encouraging me, strengthening me, turning me to Christ. Um, and I want that for my kids. So we've been working on just every week, I take one hymn and we just learn first verse and chorus. So we've done Stand Up for Jesus. Um, we have done... Um, my Jesus, I love thee. We've done nothing but the blood. Just kind of working our way through those different hymns with our shaker eggs. <laughs> we love our shaker eggs. Those are a lot of fun. Um, I also kind of have a little like um, kids songbook that has like Hickory Dickory Dock and fun ones like that. Little finger poems that we do. Um, so that's just kind of something fun that we work through from time to time. Then we have um, kind of an informational book. So let me throw in here, we absolutely love Usborne books. If you do not know what Usborne books are, you need to look it up. It's like a consultant type thing, so you don't find them in the stores. Um, But 
it's it's super easy to find a consultant. If if you want one, reach out. I have several friends that sell Asborn books I can um, connect you with. But these books are phenomenal. Like my kids cannot get enough of them. They have all kinds of books. They're so much more than just stories. They have awesome stories, but they're written and designed in such an engaging way um, that my kids just, they have so much fun with them. But the specific one, the informational one that we're kind of working through is my very first science book. Um, and this just, this is a super cute, colorful book for kids on science. It has what is science. It talks about your body, um, animal life, the world of plants, our world, space, um, weathers and seasons, what are things made of, floating and sinking, how things change. Just kind of flipping through it here, making things move, air everywhere. So this is just a super fun one that we're working through, just talking about different um, science points. And my kids, they they love science, so we have fun with that. Let me throw in here, too, while it's on my mind so I don't forget later. Um, so a morning basket does not mean you go through all of this stuff to have be able to check off we accomplished morning basket. Absolutely not. It would take way too long. So a morning basket is really something that you kind of cycle through. You might have a couple like, okay, every day we do this, for example. Every day we do our Bible time. Every day we go over our hymn. Every day um, we might read one poem. But these other things we cycle through. So today we might read a page or two out of our biography tomorrow we might do a couple pages out of our informational book our my very first science um the next day we might spend more time on poetry and go through several different poems we might do a craft that you know goes along with one of those poems but it's something that you kind of circle through so i just kind of keep these in a stack Whichever one's in the front is the one that I'm on. Once I do that, I move it to the back so that I can remember that we're rotating through. And as you get older kids, um, you kind of might have actual like books that you're reading through with them. Right now, mine are little. So, um, you know, we have a ton of board books that we read outside of Morning Basket time. But we don't have a lot of like chapter book read alouds that we're doing as a family. We are reading through a storybook. I'll get there in a second. But if you have a little bit older kids, you know, maybe you want like a historical fiction. Maybe you want a biography. Maybe you want, you know, some type of fantasy. Whatever your concoction of books are, um, you know, a chapter a day, two chapters a day, three chapters a day. But okay, today we're reading the fantasy book. Okay, finish that put it in the back. Up next, tomorrow we read the historical fiction, couple chapters, put it in the back. So that way you're kind of cycling through and keeping their interest as you're going through these different books. Um, but I, uh, our storybook that we're currently going through, and I do look forward to the days. I'm not rushing these days at all because I'm loving the Peter Rabbit and you know Curious George and all of the fun little things. But I do look forward to the days where we can read through chapter books and the Chronicles of Narnia and just, oh, so many great ones. So many great ones. I actually, I already have a bookshelf full, like waiting for the day when they can tackle things like Treasure Island and Black Beauty and all those great classics. But for now, we're enjoying, um, we're enjoying these young stages. And so this one that we are currently reading through for our storybook time 
Um, and then again, this is not the only story that we read. This is just for our organized like morning basket time. Um, is the Complete Tales of Winnie the Pooh by A.A. Milne. So it is a treasury of all the Winnie the Pooh stories. So we are working our way reading through all the tales of Winnie the Pooh. And so last year, Eden and I read through all of the Peter Rabbit, which I liked that. Um, some were better than others. This is going to be awful. I, I'm an avid reader. I wasn't a huge fan of Peter Rabbit stories. Um, just wasn't my favorite. But I am loving, loving going through Winnie the Pooh. We, I don't know, Pooh is very special to us. Um, my husband was very attached to Winnie the Pooh when he was a little boy. He has several Winnie the Pooh things still from his childhood that are very special. And so Pooh Bear just kind of um, has worked his way in our home. When Eden was little, we actually did a Disney vacation with my dad and my siblings to Disney, and we picked up a Pooh Bear for her. So then when Knox came along, we were like, oh, well, he's got to have a Winnie the Pooh character. So he has Tigger. Well, then Ivy came along. We're like, well, of course, we got to keep adding to the 100 acre wood. So <laughs> we got Piglet. And Eden's already said that the next baby has been assigned Eeyore, and then the next baby gets assigned Rabbit. And I told Simeon, we can't stop having babies until, you know, we have Kanga and, and Gopher. And depending on if I feel like I currently feel, you know, we're just going to have all the Heffalumps and the Woozles and the Honeypot. No, okay, I'm kidding. Well, I don't know. I do want a lot of kids. We'll see. Maybe not the entire 100 Acre Wood. Maybe the main characters. But... I don't know. Y'all might not have wanted to know all that. Anyway, we love Winnie the Pooh. So we are working our way through reading all of the stories of Winnie the Pooh. Um, so that's pretty much our morning basket, just kind of some, several different categories. I do, I'll share one more resource with you that we really like, that Eden really has fun with. They're called Brain Quest, and it's just these little, like, flashcard things. Um, this one says 300 questions and answers to get a smart start. And they have these for all different age groups. This one is the kindergarten one, but it's just this little, like, these flashcards on a ring that ask different questions, um... Oh, goodness. Some of them are like numbers and letters. Which arrow is pointing to the left? And I'll have a picture of two arrows. Um, cookie, ice cream, pie. Which one is cold? And it has a picture of all of them. And then there's a clothesline with different things hanging on it. How many mittens and gloves are there? And then it'll have the answers. So just like little questions. Um, all different kinds of types of questions. Um, here's some with money. Here's some with weather. Um, dice colors, uh, just all different ones. But that's something fun that Eden really enjoys kind of flipping through that I will, um, I'll link all of these resources in the show notes. So if any of you all want to see like specifically the books that I mentioned and the different resources that you can look at that, but, uh, just bring it around full circle. So morning basket time, like I said, doesn't have to be anything like how we do ours. Um, this is just what works for our family. I We do breakfast. We do family devotional time. Then Simeon goes to his home office to do his phone calls and all that kind of stuff, whatever it is that he's working on, um, his stuff for our missions work. And then how I kind of transition to move from breakfast into our homeschool day is we do morning basket time first. Usually we try to do it for about 30 minutes. 
that doesn't always happen. Sometimes it's less. Sometimes it's way more. You know, sometimes we get into these books and into singing and different things. And, you know, it's just things are going well. And I'm like, hey, if, if things are going well, we're not going to stop that train. Um, but it's, it's just so much fun for us. It's also, you know, there are some days where we've already had morning basket time, but we're just having a crazy afternoon. I really need to rein things in. Or moms get this tip sometimes. So we always clean our house. Um, we tidy everything up before lunch. So we have like crazy morning, do what you want, have fun, tear stuff out. Then we clean up, do lunch, and then it's nap time for the younger two and quiet time for Eden. But I like to have the house tidied before nap time. And then we do it again in the evening because it gets all torn up. But there's some days where like sometime in the afternoon, we're going to leave and go somewhere and I kind of want to preserve the house. So when littles get up from their nap and Eden can come out of her room from quiet time, instead of just saying, okay, have fun, do whatever, you know, tear out all your toys. We're like, hey, we're going to come back to our morning basket since we only have, you know, 45 minutes before we're going to be leaving the house and I don't want to have to clean up everything. Everything's already clean. Let's all sit around and let's go through some poetry or let's sit and read another Pooh Bear story or let's learn some new songs. So it's, it's just, it's great. Use it however works for your home. But I would encourage you, use it. It's great. Um, like I said, not just for homeschool families, not just for families with young kids. You can really tailor this however. And, you know, I know some moms that have a morning basket for themselves. You know, they have their journal. They have a book that they're reading. They have their Bible. They have their devotional book, whatever. And it's kind of something that they have where all of their stuff is together. They're working through it. And, you know, when it's somewhere where you're seeing it often, where it's somewhere where it's convenient, you're going to be more quick to gravitate towards it than if these books are just scattered everywhere, buried on the shelf, and you have to go hunt for them. So that is a little bit about our morning basket. And I hope that some of that was helpful for you. I'd love to hear if you do a morning basket, how you do it, what you use, some of your resources, or maybe if you're like, I've never heard of this. I really want to start doing this. I shared about this, um, like I said, probably a couple months ago, actually. And I did have one young mom reach out to me. She has a little baby. She was like, when did you start that with Eden? Um, I did not come across the idea of a morning basket exactly in this way, really until Eden was like three. But I personally don't think any age is too young. Like Ivy's nine months and she sits in a morning basket time. Now it looks a little different for her because I have Eden and Knox than it would if she was my one and only. But even if it was just Ivy, hey, we could still have song time. We could still have shaker eggs. We could still read poetry together. I could have some different board books that we read through together. Of course, we can still have the Bible that we read through together. So no matter what age your kids are, um, Really, whether you have kids or not, you can make your own morning basket. But this is something that we have loved doing in our family. It's been great. Um, I will share more in the coming episodes. Maybe not the next episode, but in the episodes to come. Um, More about reading, about some challenges that I have challenged myself with reading, some different ways that I've tried to um, implement reading in our home and really just our family culture, just really creating a culture of reading, why I feel like reading is important. Um... But that is our morning basket. I hope you've enjoyed that. Um, So I'm going to share some of these resources on my blog. I'm also going to do a video sharing these on Instagram. So you can join me over there and check these out. You can also comment over there um, and share some of what you do for a morning basket. So I'd love to hear from you ladies. 
I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Let me just remind you that you are more than welcome to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore, and you can also follow the blog and find the show notes for the podcast episodes at nohighercalling.org. Can't wait to join you ladies next week. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.